This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. What's up, Ravens fans? Welcome to another episode of the Raven Up Podcast. This is going to be our second episode, and if you're asking yourself, wait a second, where's the first episode? I want to go ahead and have you stop now, go and listen to our first episode of the podcast. That's when I was interviewed on Cody Ingles' podcast. Cody is our founder of Roster Up Media, and Cody and I, uh, we really break down the state of the Ravens franchise, where we're at, what the Ravens need to do to take the next step forward, and a lot more. So go ahead, listen to that first episode if you haven't already, and then come back here where we pick it up for episode number two. In this week's episode, we dive into our expectations for the Ravens' defense. In episode number one, we talked a lot about uh, where the Ravens' offense is right now, what Lamar Jackson needs to do to take the next step forward. So in this week's episode, I wanted to do a deep dive on our defense, our position groups, where things are at, so we get into it, and some pretty good detail. And then we also take a look at... Our preseason game coming up this Saturday versus the Saints. It's only preseason football, but it is still football. So we're going to take a look at what to look for, some couple players to keep an eye on, and some storylines to follow. Then we dive into some latest camp news. We take a look at the stock of a couple key roster players and see who's performing and who's not performing. And then last but not least, we end with injuries. There's been a lot of injuries in camp so far, and I'm going to update you guys on who's practicing, who's not, what this means uh, for the, the regular season. With that being said, I'm really excited for this week's episode. Let's get right to it. I wanted to start by looking at our defense. Uh, We're going to take a look at each position group and really take a look at who's new to the group in 2021 and what we can expect from these players. So let's start with the defensive line, and there's going to be a lot of familiar names here. Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf are all back. You're going to be hearing a lot about Justin Matabike this season. Uh, He's had a huge training camp. A lot of people are talking about expectations for him uh, coming into his second year. You might not have a starting spot right away, but I think for me, he is the key piece of this defensive line, and he's the piece that can really take it to the next level. So this was a group who was solid last year but battled some injuries Calais Campbell someone who he had been healthy pretty much his entire career and then ended up missing some games last season and then had COVID as well and he was someone who came back and really said that COVID took a toll on his body so really hoping for a solid season from Calais Campbell this year hope he's healthy he's came out and said that he really wants to hit 100 sacks for his career I believe he's eight sacks away so we'd love to see Calais uh, have a great, healthy year and put up eight, nine, ten sacks and hit that hundred uh, for the season. And he's someone who, when he was healthy last year, we saw him just take over games. I believe it's worth versus the Eagles, versus the Giants. He just had some huge games where he had two, three sacks. And he's someone who can be a difference maker when healthy. Brandon Williams is a guy who we know what we have with him. He'll stuff the run, and he's not going to give you much of a pass rush, but. Uh, Brandon Williams did take a pay cut uh, this offseason. He's in the last year of his contract, so he's someone who wants to perform. Don't think he's quite ready to retire, but he's someone who knows this might be his last year as a Raven and wants to have a big year. And then Derek Wolf as well, uh, re-signed with the Ravens this offseason. He's someone who, he's not the biggest name. He's not going to put up huge sack numbers, but he's someone who you want on your defense. He's going to stop the run, and he's 
can give you some underrated pass rush as well. So those guys are going to be your starters. And then again, Justin Matabike, second year uh, player, had a lot of positive momentum last year actually in training camp and then suffered an injury before the season started. They kind of set him back, but when Justin came back in last year, um, really looked solid and was coming on strong towards the end of the season. So I personally am really excited to see what Matabike can bring to the defensive line this year. And even though he might not be starting in the base defense, I think he's someone who can can keep these other guys healthy and is someone who will be pushing for more snaps uh, as the as the season goes on. So I'm excited to see what the defensive line as a whole can can bring to this defense. They kind of set the tone, I would say. They stop the run. You just I think back to last year's playoff game versus the Titans and Derrick Henry, who had a, obviously just an incredible year last year. But those guys shut him down to the tune of like 18, 19 carries, and he didn't have more than like 45 yards. So those guys are dominant and really just want to see them stay healthy this year. And an added bonus would be just some more pressure. There wasn't a ton of sacks from Brandon Williams, Calais, Derek Wolf, Matabike last year, and we'd love to see these guys um, create a little bit more pressure up front to help our defensive ends and outside linebackers, uh, you know, crash the pocket and help those guys rack up some sacks as well. So um, excited to see what these guys can bring. Hope that again, they can stay healthy and it is an older group, obviously Brandon Williams, Calais, Derek Wolf, those guys are well into their thirties, but then you do have the youth with Justin Matabike. So um, really excited to see what Justin can bring to the Ravens in their defensive line this year. But let's move into the outside linebackers. This is a position group where we do have some more turnover this year compared to the defensive line. Uh, out are Matthew Judon and Yannick Ningakwe. And up until recently, there was a question mark as to who's going to replace that production. The Ravens did draft Odafe away in the first round of the draft from Penn State. Uh, they did re-sign Pernell McPhee and Tyus Bowser. I've uh, re-signed both of those guys. But for, for a while there, there was a question of we don't really have someone who we can count on for seven, eight, nine, maybe double-digit sacks until the Ravens sign Justin Houston. So we'll go a little bit more into that. But just to round out the position, uh, Jalen Ferguson is a third-year player who the Ravens are still kind of waiting on to take that next step. And then Dalen Hayes was drafted in the fifth round as well. So. Again, there was a lot of talk this offseason. No Judon, no uh, Yannick, and who was going to replace that production, right? Those guys were proven on the end. They could get to the quarterback, and I know last year the both of them didn't have huge sack numbers, but uh, obviously they both signed uh, pretty significant free agent contracts, so that shows you uh, their, their value and their worth. So I think the signing of Justin Houston, lots of Ravens Twitter fans were um, had been calling for this for, for quite some time, and I was one who I was also calling for that. I think the Ravens needed uh, that veteran presence, someone who on third and long you could bring in to count on to rush the passer and uh, make an impact. So I'm excited to see what Justin Houston can bring this season. I am fully expecting if he's healthy where he could put up eight, nine, ten sacks. I don't foresee any huge, huge season from him, but I think he's going to be a solid veteran presence and he's a piece 
on the defense that is very much needed. And then uh, also Odafe Owe, the first-round draft pick coming from Penn State. There was a lot of talk about him, how he didn't register one sack at Penn State uh, last season. And that that's kind of hard to do, honestly, to do that and then get drafted in the first round. But that tells you uh, how he tested in the combine and just what scouts and front offices think of him. So he's someone who has had a great training camp so far. Uh, I read something uh, about him the, the other day where he was actually triple teamed in practice. Uh, and that, that just tells me that, okay, this guy's making plays and I'm really excited to see uh, what he can bring to the defense this year. Our expectations have to be limited to an extent. He is a rookie. He is considered pretty raw. As I said, he had zero sacks last season in college, but he is an athletic freak. And I'm just really excited to see what he can uh, bring to this defense. I think Wink Martindale is the perfect defensive coordinator who he will put uh, Odafe in situations to succeed. And he's someone who I can see starting a bit slow at the beginning of the season, but then coming on strong uh, towards the end of the regular season and hopefully playoffs uh, as well. And then I just wanted to touch on Tyus Bowser. Uh, he's someone who has seen his role increase uh, at pretty much every year he's been in Baltimore. And this year will be his biggest role yet, obviously uh, trying to produce, uh, replace that production that uh, the Ravens will be losing. Uh, Tyus is someone who's extremely versatile. He actually had three, three, four interceptions last year. He can drop back in coverage, but he can also rush the passer as well. So I'm excited to see what Tides can do in, a, in an expanded role and uh, and more snaps. But that's a quick overview with the outside linebackers. Again, there is some new faces with Odafe away and Justin Houston this year. And we can see hopefully these guys will be able to uh, replace some of the production that the Ravens lost. But Let's move to the inside linebackers. Um, no new faces here, really. We're going to be looking at Patrick Queen as our starting linebacker. And then one of the three of Malik Harrison, LJ Ford, and Chris Board will be uh, most likely in a rotation. I'm hoping that Malik Harrison will be able to come in in the second year in the league, having a regular offseason to um, get himself just uh, you know studied up in the playbook and ready to take that next step. I think he's got the highest ceiling of those three. LJ Fort and Chris Board, they both um, are very solid players. They contribute on special teams, and they're veterans, I would say, at this point. But um, again, with this position group, I'm thinking it's just – hoping for some growth from these young guys like Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. Again, having another uh, offseason in the books, a bit more normal this year than compared to last year coming into the league with really not a normal offseason with everything that was happening with COVID. So um, excited to see what they can bring. I think also the addition of Rob Ryan as their position coach, the linebackers coach. I think Rob Ryan, everything I've heard from him, uh, already working with these guys has been positive. I think he's a great coach. He's been around for so long, and I think that Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, LJ Ford, Chris Board, and all these guys are really going to benefit from having him as their uh, position coach. And one thing to note, uh, Patrick Queen was an LSU guy drafted. Uh, I believe he was the first Raven actually drafted from LSU in the Ravens history, but really hoping. And I, I believe Queen can take that next step, just like a, another LSU linebacker, Devin White, who won himself a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay this year. Devin White had a solid, solid rookie season, but then really came in last year and 
and introduced himself to the rest of the NFL. And he, he came out and said, Hey, I'm going to be a top five linebacker and I'm going to go out and ball out. So really hoping Patrick queen will take that next step, just like Devin white did last year. And again, I have, I, I believe Malik Harrison does have the highest future, highest ceiling of the rest of the three. And it would be great to see him kind of take that starting role, uh, take it by the horns. He's, he said he trimmed down this year, wanted to be able to be a little bit more versatile, drop back in in coverage, cover some running backs, tight ends over the middle, but also be able to stop the run. So that's going to be our inside linebackers. No new faces, really. You're going to be looking at a lot of Patrick Queen and then a rotation of Malik Harrison, LJ Fort, and Chris Board. But let's move into the cornerbacks, uh, the position group on the defense where the most money is invested. So a lot of the same faces here. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters are going to be your two corners playing the most. And then you're going to see a lot of Tavon Young, if he can stay healthy, Jimmy Smith, Anthony Averett, and then Sean Wade is the guy who was drafted, uh, I believe, in the fifth round from Ohio State. Um, so everyone here is back on the defense. Tavon Young was the guy who tore his ACL in week two last year. And he's just been a guy who, when he's on the field and same with Jimmy Smith, a couple of you could, you know, really loop them in together when Tavon Young and when Jimmy Smith are on the field, the Ravens defense is a better defense, but unfortunately these guys just haven't been able to stay super healthy in their careers. So, um, if Tavon Young can stay healthy, that means he can play in the slot. Marlon Humphrey can go outside. Uh, Marlon is just absolutely incredible. He's the $100 million man. And what he's been able to do the past couple of years because of Tavon uh, and his injuries, Marlon just moves inside, no problem at all, and plays like one of the top corners inside, outside. It doesn't even matter. The Ravens fans are so spoiled having a guy like Marlon Humphrey, who he doesn't miss time. He's, he's there every week. He's playing, doesn't really battle injuries. He's a guy you can count on. But if Tavon Young is able to stay healthy, I think that's huge for the Ravens defense. Again, takes them to the next level. It lets Marlon play on the outside. And people forget when Tavon Young signed his extension with the Ravens, uh, that contract uh, made him the highest paid slot cornerback in the NFL. It's since been upped by a couple other slot corners, but I think with Tavon Young's injuries the past few years, people have forgotten how good Tavon Young uh, has been for the Ravens. And then some good, uh, some good depth here, Anthony Averett, Sean Wade. I think, uh, Averitt's a player who on other teams could potentially be a starter. Uh, he's a guy who played actually with Marlin uh, at Alabama. He's a fourth round draft pick. And uh, as the Ravens have seen over the years, some of those uh, previous seasons, I would say, were honestly ended because of the lack of cornerback depth. So there is never enough depth at cornerback, especially guys like Tavon Young and Jimmy Smith, who have, again, just been hurt. Uh, way too often for Ravens fans liking. And Jimmy Smith is another guy who, when he was healthy last year, played really, really well, rated uh, really high on pro football focus on their rankings. So if he can stay healthy, excited to see what he can bring as a third and fourth corner. And so many teams, they just throw, throw, throw. The NFL has become such a pass-happy league where you need three, four, five cornerbacks. So I think uh, the Ravens' depth here will uh, be a huge benefit for their defense. And then just Sean Wade, he's a guy who was drafted in the fifth round, but before the 2020 season, after his 2019 season, he's a guy who a lot of people were saying might even be drafted in the first round. Then he went back, obviously, at Ohio State, had a pretty brutal year, battled some injuries, but obviously the Ravens saw enough from him to take a shot at him in the fifth round. 
if if Tavon's a guy who could get hurt, I could maybe see Sean Wade stepping up into that slot role maybe later in the season and could give the Ravens an added boost there. So um, those are our cornerbacks. Uh, again, uh, the most money is invested heavily into Marlon Humphrey. Marcus Peters is a guy who is extremely underrated. Marlon uh, is known for being a gambler, being a ball hawk. He'll he'll maybe have a great interception on one series and then he'll get beat deep with caught with his eyes in the backfield. Um, but that's just kind of what you live with, with Marcus Peters. But again, I think Marcus is extremely underrated. And when um, you never know, he's a guy who could literally have a pick six, any play uh, he's had many over his career. So Let's move into the safeties, though. Uh, Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott will be back as starters. Those guys were really durable last year. They played every game, so hopefully we can count on some good health from those two. But then the Ravens also did draft Brandon Stevens uh, this year in the third round. He's some guy, or he's a guy who a lot of uh, teams didn't expect to get drafted that high. He actually played running back for his first two years uh, at UCLA, and then he transferred to SMU and played safety there and corner. So I think the Ravens are thinking this guy is extremely athletic, uh, might not have an immediate role in the Ravens defense, but does provide some safety depth behind Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. And then Anthony Levine uh, is probably going to be playing more on special teams, but uh, when called upon, he's someone who... Uh, can give you some snaps as needed. He's a veteran, uh, so he's, again, someone who is just depth at this point for on the defense, but uh, can see what he brings if, if needed. Uh, this is similar, again, to our middle linebackers. A lot of the same guys here who um, will be back, and we're really just hoping from for, for growth for Sean Elliott and Chuck Clark. They're guys who are young players, 24, 25. They've had a couple of years in the league, but hoping for growth from this offseason, some consistency. We do, I would say, need some more splash plays from them. There was one combined interception last year from your starting safeties. Um, you need better than that, so I'm, I can think of a couple of interceptions that Sean Elliott actually dropped. Um, so... Really hoping these guys can take the next step. John Harbaugh has talked up to Sean Elliott uh, so far this offseason. So um, it seems like he's having a good camp and really hoping he can take the next level to make some more splash plays and uh, really help the defense become a great defense compared to a really good defense. But that kind of takes you position by position uh, over, around the Ravens defense. And just as a defense overall, um, I wanted to look up these stats because they kind of blew me away. Uh, Wink Martindale as the Ravens defensive coordinator. This will be his fourth season as a defensive coordinator. And his first three, uh, three seasons, the Ravens ranked, let's look at 2018. Uh, in yards given up, the Ravens had the number one defense. And in points, the second defense. So number one in yards, number two in points. And then in 2019, the Ravens had the fourth best defense in yards and third best defense in points. And then last year, the Ravens were seventh in yards and second in points. So consistently, the Ravens uh, under Wink Martindale had have, have had a tremendous defense. And I'm fully expecting another similar season. Again, the Ravens did lose Matthew Judon and Yannick Ngakwe this offseason, but I think some of the additions brought in in the draft with Odafe Owe and Justin Houston, uh, those guys will be able to replace that production. And really, I mean, Wink Martindale, he's just a, he's a mastermind back there. He's someone who every offseason, um, he might get an interview or two 
with another team to become a head coach, but for whatever reason, just doesn't get the love. But the guy consistently puts out a top five defense every year, and I think that this year will be no different uh, for the Ravens' defense. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Justin Matabike on the defensive line, hopefully taking that next step in his second year in the league. And also Tavon Young, really hoping Tavon can stay healthy and he's someone who can take this defense to the next level if he stays healthy. So um, that's kind of a position-by-position position overview of the defense. Wanted to go a little bit more focused on the defense this episode because we talked a lot about the defense, or I'm sorry, we talked a lot about the offense in episode one. So let's move into our uh, expectations for week one of the preseason. Uh, preseason game will be kicking off Saturday against the Saints. And a couple things that I think are important to keep an eye on. Uh, let's jump in with what starters are playing. Harbaugh came out and said Lamar Jackson. Not sure if Lamar is going to play, but in my opinion, I don't think we can see Lamar. There's only three preseason games this year, so there's less opportunity, but I just don't see Lamar playing uh, Saturday night, especially behind, behind an offensive line that uh, has been injured, so you never know who will be out there. I don't think Ronnie Stanley will be out there. Kevin Zeitler has been battling an injury. Uh, ben Cleveland has been in and out of the camp, so I just don't see Lamar playing uh, in our first preseason game, but um, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Harbs does put him out there for one series, and we'll see what Lamar's got. But uh, again, the offensive line, a lot of questions about the offensive line. This is the position group that could potentially have the biggest impact on this Ravens team. So who's out there? Who's going to be playing? Ronnie Stanley is someone who I don't think, as I just said, I don't think Ronnie will be playing, but maybe Ronnie gets a series or two. Um, Bradley Bozeman moving from left guard to center. Uh, how does Bozeman look at center? I'm assuming Bradley will get some snaps. The Ravens will want him to get used to a new position. And then Alejandro Villanueva, who has been in and out of practice, is Alejandro playing at right tackle? That's uh, a new position from him coming over from the Steelers from uh, left tackle. He's moving over to the right side of the line. So how does Big Al look at right tackle? And then just the guard competition. Uh, ben Cleveland is probably the favorite to start at left guard, but he is coming in as a rookie. Ben Powers played a lot of right guard last year. He's in the competition at left guard. And then Patrick McCarry is a guy who the Ravens are pretty high on. He's extremely versatile, can play center, can play guard, can play tackle. Um so the left guard competition and the right guard, if Kevin Zeitler uh, doesn't practice, doesn't play, uh, it'll be interesting to see who stands out at guard. And then Tyree Phillips is someone I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, he's someone who could be in the guard competition, but also could factor in as that swing tackle. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, again, coming back from injury. Hopefully he'll be ready week one, but he's uh, someone where our, th our third tackle, uh, unfortunately last year, was extremely needed after Ronnie Stanley got hurt. Uh, then... Uh, Orlando Brown had to move over to the left side, and then we didn't really have an answer on the right side for our right tackle. So Tyree Phillips is someone I could see winning that job as our swing tackle and having him uh, getting off to a strong start in the preseason uh, would be great. And then also, I'm looking at our new weapons. So unfortunately, Rashad Bateman, we're going to get to his injury here soon, but he's someone who 
will not be able to be out there on the field. I was looking forward to seeing what uh, Rashad could do in our preseason, but the Ravens do have some new weapons. Uh, Sammy Watkins is someone who is a veteran. Um, I could see the Ravens maybe limiting his staffs, but I'm sure they also want to get him out there, getting a connection built in uh, just with Lamar and in the system. So I'll be keeping my eyes to see if Sammy's playing, but then also uh, James Prochet, Tylen Wallace is a guy who was drafted uh, in the fourth round this year and the Ravens, um, could be expecting him to contribute a little bit sooner rather than later after the Bateman injury. So I'll be looking at those guys. James Prochet is someone who has had a great camp so far, and I'm excited to see what he can do out there on the field. I can see him uh, performing well. He's someone who was maybe on the roster bubble and now has played himself, I would say, as almost a lock to to make the team. And then just some of the young defensive keys, guys like Patrick Queen, Justin Matabike, Odafe Owe, who we've already mentioned. I would imagine those guys will be getting lots of playing time as they're young. They need the snaps, and uh, hopefully they can dominate in a preseason uh, setting. I would expect them to perform well, but those are guys that are going to be playing big roles for the Ravens' defense. So those are some things that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on for the Ravens' first preseason game this Saturday. All right, for our next segment, I wanted to take stock of a couple guys who entered training camp, entered the season as potentially on the roster bubble, guys who could maybe have a spot, maybe would be fighting for their spot. So first, I wanted to look at two players who have had a strong camp and are trending in the right direction. The first is James Prochet, who we've already mentioned, but James has gone out. He's made plays every single practice. Uh, hopefully he will do it in the preseason as well, but it's getting harder and harder to see the Ravens uh, leaving him off their roster again with these injuries from Bateman and Marquise Brown has missed some time as well. James Prochet has been performing each and every practice and has put himself in great position to not only make the roster, but have a pretty significant role in this uh, this season. And then Josh Oliver is a tight end that came over in a trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's someone who he's pretty young. He's missed a lot of time due to injuries his first two years in the league, but um, he came in to camp as... I would say maybe the favorite for the number three tight end job, but uh, he's, he's on the bubble. There's a lot of other tight ends that are on the roster who could be viewed as potentially a favorite over him. But uh, I would say from all the training camp reports that are out there, Josh Oliver has done enough to uh, claim that number three tight end job. He stayed healthy. He's become a good pass catcher, but he's also held his own as a blocker. So I think he is someone who, with a strong training camp, could put himself as the surefire number three receiver, or I'm sorry, number three tight end, especially with Nick Boyle, uh, who is still recovering from his season ending injury from last year. And then on the other side, uh, two players who are, I would say, definitely on the bubble are Miles Boykin, a uh, wide receiver who has had his ups, but certainly had his downs in his two years uh, as a Raven. But unfortunately, Miles uh, is dealing with an injury right now, hasn't been uh, practicing for, I would say, the last week or so with a hamstring injury. He's someone who, if he's not out there on the field, it's unfortunate that he's injured, but he's not able to show what he can do. So he's definitely on the bubble, and at this point, it's trending in the wrong direction. And then Ben Mason is a guy who the Ravens just drafted him in the fifth round this year, 
But really, a lot of questions about where he fits on this roster. He's a fullback, tight end, but really he's a he's a true fullback. He caught three passes in college. So Patrick Ricard, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the Ravens' fullback. I don't see the Ravens carrying two fullbacks. And again, as we just mentioned, Josh Oliver is the favorite to be the third tight end on the roster. So the Ravens don't like cutting draft picks. Maybe they can stash him on the practice squad, but... Uh, really just having a difficult time seeing Ben Mason uh, make the Ravens 53-man roster at this point. So these guys will need a big preseason. Miles Boykin needs to get healthy uh, to show what he can do. But I wanted to move into our last segment here. We've already kind of hit on a few of these injuries, but for whatever reason, it just seems like the first week or 10 days or so of Ravens training camp, there's been a lot of injuries. Rashad Bateman is the biggest one who it was just announced in the past day or so that he's going to be having surgery uh, on his groin. And as Coach uh, Harbaugh said, he'll be back at some point in September. Got to love football. Got to love injury reports where at some point in September. So that's a pretty big range. But um, I tweeted out that I actually was happy to hear that Rashad was having surgery. To me, that means there is a higher chance of him coming back fully healthy and a much lesser chance of him uh, re-injuring something. So hopefully he can get healthy, take his time coming back, and then have an impact when he is back. I would much rather have him take his time and then contributing by the middle of the season rather than him rushing back to come back in week two or week three and then re-injuring himself and then not being able to contribute when the Ravens need him the most. And I just wanted to say, when Rashad first got hurt, it was reported that I think it was uh, one of the NFL Network reporters said he will be out for, quote, a while, but not a crazy length of time, quote. What is up with these reporters throwing this out there? Carson Wentz was out for five, or it was reported he'd be out for five to 12 weeks that's just crazy. I think we, at this point in 2021, with our technology and medical knowledge, we can pinpoint it a little closer, but that's just the nature of it, I guess. Um, sticking at wide receiver, Marquise Brown has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He's someone for the past two days has been starting to ramp up his activity, so he should be back in the fold soon, but really hoping Marquise can get out on the practice field and build that chemistry with Lamar as uh, it's so important for him to um, get on the same page and work out those issues that we saw a lot last year just with some drops and not always on the same page. So hopefully Marquise Hollywood can get back out on the field soon and get himself into a position where he can have a huge third season in the NFL. I'm excited to see what Marquise can do this year. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, who we mentioned earlier, he's been dealing with a foot sprain. Harbaugh said that he has been week to week. So he's someone where hopefully again, just get this guy healthy. He is new to the team, new uh, to the offense. He is a veteran. So he's been around, but he's someone where this training camp reps and practice would be important and would be beneficial for him. I'm not too, too worried about the missed time, but let's hope he can get back to practice with maybe a few weeks left of the preseason to get him ready to go for the regular season. And then Rodney Stanley, as I mentioned, is back doing individual work. Um, probably not going to see him play too much uh, week one, maybe even week two. The Ravens seem to be taking him pretty slow here of uh, getting him back up to speed, but he's someone who seems to be on track to start week one of the regular season. And that's an extremely encouraging sign 
for the Ravens. Cannot stress that enough. His importance to the offensive line is monumental. So I'm all for Ronnie taking it slow, letting him come back to 100% and having him back on the offensive line. Manning the left side of the line, the blind side, is so important for the Ravens. And then Nick Boyle, he's someone, we haven't seen Nick back yet. He's someone who suffered a season-ending injury uh, last season against the Patriots. And Nick has not been on the field yet. He did have a uh, another surgery uh, more recently that was a little bit uh, unexpected. So hopefully Nick can get back soon. And if he isn't able to come back, that potentially opens up a spot for another blocking tight end, whether it's Eric Tomlinson or maybe Ben Mason, as we talked about, um, would have some added potential there to, to make the roster spot if the Ravens need a blocking tight end. So uh, that's a quick report. Not super fun to talk about injuries, but hoping these guys can get healthy and we don't have to focus so much time talking about who's not out there, but that's just a part of football. So that's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, I want you to stay up to date. Follow us over on Twitter at RavenUpPod. And uh, let me know what you want to hear about. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have a preseason game to discuss, and we're going to be another week closer to regular season football. So thanks for listening. Uh, let's go Ravens. Again, follow us up on Twitter at RavenUpPod, and tune in next week.